0: All right, welcome back to another exciting edition of the meeting of the minds today is july 4 2020 and it's what i want to call the usa edition so i brought in my good friend and former athlete coached him a long time ago captain of the 82nd airborne mr kevin rose welcome to meeting of the minds how you doing today bud
1: good good nice to see you chase
0: Nice to see you uh tell us about currently what you're doing i mean you're an active uh, military combat guy give us some, some clues to, to what's going on in the world right now.
1: Yeah. So, um, right now, um, just picked up a new, new position as a company commander, um, of a parachute infantry, uh, rifle company, uh, about 144 guys. Um, and right now the 82nd airborne is tasked with a, uh, global response mission or immediate response mission. And, um, uh, if you're any student of the news and saw what went down on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, uh, with our rapid deployment uh, to CENTCOM uh, area of responsibility, then that's kind of what we're here to do. So, so we talk about 82nd Airborne, Captain. I mean,
0: you're in charge of those 144 guys.
1: Yes. Yeah. Me and my uh, my first sergeant are um, the command team, and uh, yeah, we're responsible for everything that organization does and fails to do. So, right.
0: Right. it's a big task we appreciate you doing that and, and taking the time out of your day to day to just talk to us about mindset um former athlete
1: you, you boxed a little bit at West Point right that's yes i did Yeah, Died a couple of years um a lot of good experience and a lot of good a lot of good uh just lessons came from that so absolutely and, and you know
0: high school athlete stand out in baseball you were a, you know a great wrestler uh, is there anything else
1: athletically you've done in your life um no i think that's it i think uh i think just coming up through and then randomly getting into uh like cross country and distance running and and then having having that wrestling experience uh throughout high school baseball was obviously always the uh kind of the the sport i gravitated to the most um and then like you said picked up boxing Uh, while at West Point, and uh, since then, just play a lot of golf, so.
0: (laughs) and We talk about the mental aspect of sport at uh, Winning Mindset. How, you know, I I don't know what sport, you can pick one, or you can talk about all of them if if you would like, but how much emphasis should people place on the mental aspect of of sport? Like, what percent would you say is is mental?
1: Well, it's obviously difficult, but I think if – if you were going to place a percentage on it, it would have to be at least 90. And I say that because it's not, it's not like the first 90% is mental and then it's 10% physical. It's all, it's, I think it's more foundational than uh, like raw percentage. Um, You know, uh, if if you know anything about building or whatever, a, a, a cornerstone or a foundation is absolutely critical for, the rest to be built upon, uh, like a sturdy configuration. So, you know, obviously you can get away with, um, you know, having just strong physical attributes and no, no mental, um, game, but, uh, you're not, I don't, I don't think you have longevity. Um, and you absolutely can't perform consistently under constant pressure if, uh, if you don't have uh, the proper mindset. So, right. And so
0: how did, did playing sport all your life and having that mental, you know, you, you had a
1: mental approach
0: to the game, baseball and wrestling or whatever you participated in, how did that correlate over to um, military mindset? Um,
1: I think it's just the competitive nature of sport um, and also just the teamwork aspect uh, both kind of come together in a way that you want to be competitive with your peers. You want to, you know, try to beat out the guy in front of you or uh, whatever position um, but at the end of the day, you know, you're just doing it for one reason, and that's to win games, win championships, and ultimately in in the military, um, you know, win. Um, and I think winning in the military is pretty, you know, speaks for itself. Yeah. Um, there's really not a substitute for it. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean absolutely all have a singular goal you're oriented on one thing and and i think that kind of drives um everyone's um just desire to to be better and and you know achieve that uh, desired end state
0: absolutely that's good stuff um talking about goals i mean does the military give you goals weekly do you have to come up with your own goals do you talk about goals
1: um I think goals are typically something that's set for a little more long term um, but there's a, a philosophy or doctrine called mission command and essentially what it is is it allows um, it allows junior leaders and people who are uh, underneath you know your more senior ranking uh, officers and non-commissioned officers to make decisions within what's called the commander's intent. So essentially what I do is, I issue an intent to platoon leaders or, or whoever, subordinate leaders, and I'm also issued that intent from my higher leadership. And <clears throat> what it does is it allows me to, to make decisions and gives me a left and right limit of um, kind of what I need to do. Um, so given that, it's uh goal setting is typically done internally and it kind of allows you authority and and span of control in a a place that in an organization where uh it seems top-down driven like it seems like generals are just making calls every day and you know we just fall in line rank and file but that's absolutely not not the case that's not how it is at all um so i guess kind of reorienting on your question uh we do set our own goals Um, but they're obviously within certain parameters. So. Right. Right. Well, it's such a, I know you,
0: you kind of mentioned it earlier. Like it's a, it's a high pressure game when you're in the military. I mean, it's, it's, it's win, right. There's no, there's Mm -hmm. no lose, lose. You're probably going to die. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so when people like that, yeah, yeah, get hurt. Yeah. So when a soldier is about to go into combat, is there anything that the military teaches you to kind of calm your nerves to get you in a different frame of mind, you know, become somebody different? How can you, how can you, uh, talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, I think it's just all has to do with training. I mean, training is something that, I mean, you can look up any number of generals or, you know, whoever that say that training in the military is absolutely the most important thing. And I think correlating that to sport, you know, it's practice. That's what practice is. Um, so we call it training, practice, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's the same thing. If you've been in that situation before, like figuratively, um, then when it happens again, you recognize it and you can execute and you don't have to think about it. Right. Uh, you, yeah.
0: The fact where you, sorry to cut you off, but okay. maybe you're going into a combat zone and you've got all the pictures. Do you visualize being in there and, and seeing the mission happen before it happens?
1: Um, It depends, obviously. I think uh, if it's – um, like for example, there everyone will tell you like no two no two deployments are the same. I only have I have two uh, one Afghanistan, one Iraq, and uh, then Kuwait, but um completely different um, mission sets. So y- what you have to do is basically take your training and morph it into the situation you're currently in. I would say if it's something like a, you know, very deliberate, like, targeted mission, um, you have that ability. Um, nothing that I was a part of, but, like, for example, the, the SEALs raid on, uh, you know, Osama bin Laden. That was something that was planned and prepared for, like, for months. You know, they built the exact compound. They, right. they did a lot of things that... Um, I
0: actually read about that in a book. It would... They they were flying the airplanes and everything and trying to land them in this in this zone that they've never been in. They were in the desert or something like that.
1: Yeah, Pretty- yeah. So I mean, the, that's that's preparation to to the extent where you can, you know, visualize as as best as possible. But for example, like just me being a, a infantry guy, um, not necessarily with that type of skill set, um, you have to train. On your basic tasks and call battle drills, um, and then that's that's essentially your playbook. You know, you go into a situation, um, and you don't really know what you're going to get, and that's kind of why I get paid. You know, is to make decisions and <laughs> and uh, execute those those uh, tasks um, as best as possible in any in any scenario. So. Talk about the the. I know you jump out of
0: planes. Um, is there is there a mindset you have to get in to get pumped up for that? Or Have you done it so many times? It's just like you know, take I your definitely,
1: glass. I definitely haven't done it enough times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know some people. I think it's just. Uh, I don't know. It just seems. Um, it's a little repetitive, and it's it's definitely um, exhilarating. I would say, but um, that's something that. I, I typically have to, like, go through kind of a technique and just know, like, okay, I do this, I do that, I do that. And I know everything, gravity's going to take care of itself. so Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that – and every time I know that my chute opens and I look up and I can see my suspension lines and everything's, uh, you know, open and I'm just floating along, um, then I know that everything's good. But I'd say that those – two seconds from the time you're, you know, approaching the door and then exiting. And then before your shoot opens, that's, that's probably about a six to eight second process. Um, and that's typically the, uh, the only time that I'm, you know, maybe a little bit uncommon <laughs> calm, the storm, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um,
0: so you have a process and we talk, I, I want to relate that to like wrestling mindset when, when we work with athletes, uh, we, we talked about a pre-match routine. You want to do the same thing, have the same thoughts, same frame of mind every time. Is that similar to getting ready to jump out of a plane?
1: I mean, having those same thoughts? Oh, absolutely. So, with the military, it's called PCCs and PCIs. So your pre-combat checks and inspections. Um, so, I mean, there's literally like cards that we have. It's like a checklist. And you just go down it, and I check, okay, do I have this do i have that uh, water you know ammunition whatever um and then kind of like i was talking to you before about it's called the um the jmpi process and what that is is if you're a a qualified jump master you are the one who's inspecting uh paratroopers um, uh, parachute and their harness right and there's a lot of intricacies as i'm sure you can imagine like you know webbings and different types of you know fasteners and certain types of um, cords and things. They all need to be in a certain place um, and be attached a certain way, and it has to be the exact same. And it's a uh, it's a pretty detailed movement of the hands, um, and it has to be the same every time. So, I guess going through that pre uh, going through that routine um, definitely gives you confidence. And really what it's supposed to do is, you know, myself being a commissioned officer and a leader in the organization, I have to instill confidence in soldiers. I can't, I can't be the one that's over there just (laughs) looking all jacked up and sweating and, you know, trembling and everything. So I have to be the one instilling confidence in in those guys. And they're typically, I'd say your typical paratroopers, like 19 year old, you know, from anywhere. Um, Right. 19, 20 year old uh, so and those guys are typically out of basic training and uh, and then out of airborne school so um, yeah it's uh, that those routines and those um, I guess those those checks and kind of the things you're doing internally and then you're showing externally uh give you confidence and then obviously give other people confidence that you not only know what you're doing but that everything's going to be okay you're going to be safe and uh we've done everything we can to ensure success so it's almost
0: like that checklist takes the guesswork out i mean you know these things are got to happen uh and, and you stop thinking about what potentially could go wrong because you want to make sure the process is good and then once yep. the door opens the process is ready you're ready to jump you haven't thought about it all that can go wrong at that
1: point that's Basically, exactly right. Yeah. I mean, by the time I'm jumping out of the door, is the first time I'm thinking about jumping out of the door for the right. most part. And I've done it, you know, you're doing training, you don't, you don't have to exit actually like a plane at a thousand feet to practice it. We have like little mock ups and things that we use to practice it look just like an airplane, but you're jumping out and it's the ground's three feet away, you know. So you get enough reps with something, something like that, like training aids, I guess you would call them, or, you know, like a sparring partner you know that's kind of the, the same kind of deal where you're just getting those reps in and but the consequences and the stakes aren't necessarily as high as it could be so right
0: right it, it's what you talked earlier about the 19 year old kids I, I can only imagine myself like coaching these athletes like wrestlers mm-hmm. and i'm nervous for them because they're in a state championship match or you know state you know regional match regional tournament whatnot on the inside of me my butterflies going crazy but i can't show them that because now they're going to be nervous we got to keep it keep it the same so i can see that as a leader um i can see how that could be a, a something you said you don't want to stand there all jacked up right yeah and you don't you want to give that, that that air of confidence that everything's going to be okay you've been here before we're going to do it do it again just like you have before right right yeah. it's the qualified jump master I love it. and you were a qualified jump master right is that what you tell me mm-hmm how much training does that take? How many hours to, to get that, uh, certification?
1: I, I think it's a 40 hour course. Wow. Maybe could be wrong. Maybe longer. It's three weeks of instruction. Um, and it's like a kind of, you know, nine to five type deal. So whatever that would be. It's like a you know, it's a full time 100, job. 120 a- hour course. Excuse Ooh. me. <laughs> um,
0: now how much of that is actually just jumping out of a plane? Uh,
1: none of it zero right yeah it's like all all prep wow like um, you said that foundation yeah i mean that's that's all it is it's you're a jump master and you're not even exiting a plane during the whole whole uh training so um so what what that school basically is is it's it's all those things i just talked about like it's everything that you're you're doing to instill confidence and in jumpers and ensure that they're uh they're good to go, so they can do what they got to do. Um, so, yeah. yeah. All right, so, so talk, take yourself back in time a little bit
0: to, to when you were an athlete. Not that long ago. Um, what one mental prep or mental quality you've learned from the military would you take back in time uh, to your old athletic self?
1: I mean, I would. I would think two of the things would be definitely breathing and then visual visualization. Um, but I think that's more of an equation and what that can, what that sums is being comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I was never like comfortable for the most part doing what I was doing, um, in athletics, especially for me, you know, swinging the baseball bat. Um, I got, countless hours of instruction, lessons, hit off the tee, you know, nonstop. But I just never felt like it It was comfortable. And then I remember playing just the loosest baseball I could because I knew that, you know, maybe it was right around the end and it was Legion legion ball uh, right before I went up to West Point. I think I batted like 640 and had like nine home runs and like, 12 games or something you know like
0: oh you i think i might have announced a couple of games you put some on the gym <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so and it was insane because all i did was you know before i was thinking about, okay i gotta i gotta sit back and 60 40 weight distribution with i gotta put that power on the inside of my right thigh and you know being right-handed and then when the ball comes i gotta you know transition to this point i gotta keep the bat flat through the plane you know through the hitting area and. All that stuff. And it was just like, come on, dude. Like, I remember seeing, I think it was Jason Worth who was, like, crushing it at the time. It was, just like, oh nine, oh two thousand ten, 9 2010. And uh, he was hitting, like, 40 home runs a year or something like that. And he just, he was a taller guy, kind of like me. He's, I think he's taller than me, though. He's about 6'5". And the dude just looked like, you know, he was swinging a freaking, you know, I don't know, just a butter knife, you know, <laughs> just hanging out. And just hitting bombs. And I was like, why don't I just do that? Right. And I literally asked. I, yeah, I just tried it. And but what well, what it was, was I saw like someone executing it and I saw that I had the, the athleticism and the ability to do it. And all I had to do was just do it. So just obviously it wasn't like back. the next day, but took some BP, definitely a few sessions of BP. And. I was just, the ball looked like a freaking peach ball, you know, because I'm just, I'm just comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. were making stuff go crazy
0: when you, when you thinking about all the little things that, yeah. can, that you need to do to hit a baseball. You don't need to be thinking about that. Don't you? Yeah. You keep it simple. Just see the ball, hit the ball. Right. It's easy yeah. to see. Hard to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause our voice in our head, and some people, it's not really a voice, but it's so loud. Like we have to drown him out sometimes so, so we can succeed.
1: Absolutely.
0: I like what you said about being comfortable. Um, the military makes you uncomfortable, but what I've found over the last few years and working with mindset and athletes across the world, uh, you want to be uncomfortable because mm-hmm. uncomfortable now makes you comfortable later and comfortable yeah. now makes you uncomfortable later. Would you like to speak on that? Amy?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to what we said about training, preparation, practice, as you would, you know, people would call it in, in sport. Um, yeah, I mean, the time to be uncomfortable is when it, it, it the stakes aren't high. You know, um, it's not good to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, when uh, when bullets are flying or any kind of thing like that. You know, you got to know and, and trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, I think that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, it's definitely going to make that voice in your head kind of say the, the what ifs and why didn't I do that, and ultimately lead to maybe regret or, um, you know, just kind of a. Uh, lack of self confidence, you know, and I I would say that's pretty uncomfortable. Um, especially in the moment when it's going to be exponentially, um, you know, exponentially shown through failure. You know, nobody's watching people in the gym or in the wrestling room. Nobody came to practice, you know, but everybody comes to the game. So, and that's where people are watching. So that's when it matters. So I think, uh, I think that's pretty uncomfortable to, right. to not be prepared.
0: So. And we get comfortable by being prepared. And, and we teach this, like, we got to trust these processes we put into place, our, our training, our, our strength training, our condition, our nutrition, our plyometrics. I mean, we got seven or eight areas of action plan that we want our athletes to, to focus in on. And then when you're in a state championship match or a baseball game or even in war and combat, you don't think about all the little things that you've done. You just start reacting. You're in that Mm -hmm. flow state because of all the things you've put into place over the previous, maybe your whole life brought you to this moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Big plans. I mean, you know, this time that our country's in, I know you're probably on high alert all the time. Um, Is there any advice you'd give to, to just people right now during this crazy time?
1: I would say uh, from, I guess, a a military standpoint, and then just personally, kind of the, I guess the way that I like to put it is just, like, improve your foxhole, you know what I mean? Improve your, the three to five people in your family, you know, the area that you can touch um, with, like, marked improvement. And I would say if you can improve that, not only start with yourself, but then, like I said, the three to five people around you, you know, like me being a homeowner, there's plenty to do here. Then worry about everybody else's mess, you know? So I would say just improve yourself, um, improve your, your community and, uh, you know, try to try to develop some, some friendships and, and things that maybe a lot of people are, are not only take for granted, but don't, um, don't analyze, um, So I think if we can all, if we could all do that, I think we'd be all right. So yeah,
0: heck yeah. That's, it's beautiful. We've been out here in this community and and couldn't go anywhere. And our friendships have developed. We've got new friends now in our neighborhood. We, we just, we just married a couple in a backyard not too long ago. That would have never happened if COVID didn't happen. So I like to look at things on the bright side. And, you know, if I sat here for four months and did nothing, I'd be out of shape, about to die, blood pressure be high, worried to death and that's not the way we're going to roll. We're going to, we're going to look at the things in the right, right direction, the positive way. Um, Well, cool. Look, I know you got uh, a lot of things going on and potentially could get called at any time, right? Yeah. Well, if not, um, you stay safe and and I appreciate your time. If there's anything I can ever do for you, uh, you know, I'm here for you. And again, thank you for serving this country. I know there's so many people that take it for granted, like you talked about, uh but we do not around here and we don't at at winning mindset but we because we know that uh, the military really really drives this country and protects us for all the freedoms that uh, so many people take for granted so thank you again uh kevin for that
1: yeah no problem anytime
0: is there anything else you want to end on about mindset do you think it makes a difference or or how you want to get out of here
1: well i think it has to uh i think like i said before it's gotta it's just gotta be the foundation you know you can't you can't build a house on sand uh, and if you do, you're you're a fool, so <laughs> you exactly. gotta start, start with that, and then uh, and then you can kind of do anything you want. So, perfect, I love
0: it. Well, look, buddy, I wish you luck. I hope you have a happy fourth, and uh, let's hook up real soon. Yeah, let's do it. Happy fourth. All right, All right. let me pause this real quick. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website, make sure you go to Z Winning Mindset.com, make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great, excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes, working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, make sure as an individual you sign up for the one on one free trial consultation. That's the one on one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one on one attention, whether it's strength training whether it's technique or whether it's mindset. One-on-one is always the best. Thanks for staying with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.